you're listening to How I See It, hosted by Han. You guessed it, that's me. I am here to motivate and inspire you with guests from all different industries and backgrounds. So get ready for personal stories of success, of growth, full of highs and lows, and of course, unapologetic realness. This is How I See It. Reporting live from Cabo. Nobu. (laughs) Nobu Cabo. Cheers. We're drinking, obviously. Okay, so we're in Nobu Cabo for Brittany's 30th birthday. Dirty 30. I can't even believe it. I know, right? Also, ignore my voice, you guys. I literally had to skip a whole week of recording last week because of this gnarly cough that apparently all the San Diegans have, but it's still lingering. I had it. It took me down. It, it, took us, it took us all down, um, but I thought we'd start with an affirmation. I'm going to make this one up on the spot, but it's something I've been thinking about because we were talking about so many different things with Brittany turning 30 and my birthday's this month and going on vacation is kind of a difficult thing for me. So rewriting the narrative and rewriting memories. So I thought a good affirmation would be something along the lines of I move forward in healing knowing that, what did I say? I move forward in healing knowing that you guys were drunk. (laughs) This is like post mushrooms, post a lot of um, beverages. I move forward in healing knowing that my past does not dictate my future and I have the capacity to rewrite the narrative without fear. More so the point is that I think moving into a new year, especially 30, a new decade, is so powerful and I think something that we've been talking a lot about in our healing journey is the fact that we do have the power and capacity to rewrite some old trauma rewrite old memories and I think especially being on this trip I really like pushed myself out of my comfort zone and that sounds so bratty considering we're sitting in Nobu Cabo but hear me out I I have always struggled with like taking vacations and, and taking time off, but specifically vacations have been really hard for me just because of the way I grew up, very chaotic childhood situation and vacations were just never relaxing for me. So it was something I always told myself and I told you for so long the last mm-hmm. two years, like over and over that I hate going on vacation and it's not necessarily that I hate vacations. It's just, I don't like to do it and it stresses me out. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people to a lot of people that wouldn't make sense, but on day one of being on vacation, you were kind of like battling a constant voice in the back of your head that said like you should be working, like you could be hustling, like you could be more productive right now. And so for some people who kind of have that, it's tough to actually allow yourself to relax into the calmness of relaxation. Totally. And I think like along with that too, I really struggle with like vacations were never like relaxing for me growing up, a lot of fighting, a lot of like, I felt very trapped. And then even in my past relationship, they weren't like a safe space to relax either. So I feel like it's almost this like, and I think a lot of people could relate to this, not even with vacations, just with like things in general, we get triggered by our own emotions, just being in the same situations. And I think a lot of the first day was me being like, I'm feeling anxious, but like, it's not a healthy anxiety. This is just like a triggered anxiety. And I don't need to feel this way because I'm having a great time. I got everything I needed to done and I deserve this relaxation. Yeah. Cause the reality is you're going to get triggered and you're going to continue to get triggered, but the growth and the healing is in your ability to respond differently to the trigger. Totally. Which you did. And you were like, I'm acknowledging I fought anxiety all day today. And like, then you acknowledged it. You let the feelings pass. And today you were living 
Your I was living body. my best life. Champagne bottles by the pool. I really was. We did not move from the lounge chairs for approximately six hours. Honestly. And I think this is speaking to a bigger thing that we've talked about multiple times on the podcast, which is that to be able to move forward in healing, you just can't, you can't just acknowledge it. You have to actually take steps, actionable steps forward and rewriting the narrative and rewriting these memories. And to do that, you have to be uncomfortable sometimes. That's just the reality and the uncomfortability is eventually if you keep continuing to push yourself and in fear you know acknowledge that fear but continue to push yourself it's going to eventually wear off those feelings of anxiety and uncomfortability and you're going to be able to lean into the comfortability of a good thing and it's worth it on the other side of it like you had such a good day today and I think you actually it was palpable that you were actually able to relax today and let go of that narrative of like I could be working I could be shooting I could be hustling and just like really relax and I think even me being here and I know it sounds dumb because we're talking about being at like Nobu Cabo is being like hard it's truly luxurious it is the most luxe experience I've ever had but even allowing you to like say that you would go out of my way for me on my 30th birthday to help me celebrate was uncomfortable for me I don't feel comfortable with asking people to go out of their way for me to celebrate me I hate birthdays because of that reason and it's rooted in a deep deep self-worth issue but I think that it was obviously worth it on the other side of just letting go of that and like talking to you about the fact that I felt sad that I wasn't doing anything and like when you offered to come with me here I wasn't immediately like, oh, no, 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 you don't have to do that. And this is a constant thing that we've been talking about and you keep me very accountable. I, I constantly overassume things for other people. Long story short, us being here is more than just like us deciding to take a vacation. Like there was a lot of like, you know, growth. And yeah, it. it means a lot. And I think it's just like a perfect example of, you know, taking steps forward, like actionable steps. I think a lot of people who like want to pursue healing or go to therapy or whatever. <laughs> you okay? Was that sip okay? We're <laughs> <laughs> like sipping on wine and she like took a big swig. I, oh, we need to get into baby sips. Okay, baby you guys. Sips. You Sorry, guys. venture. We're detouring. Venture with us. Hannah is the most delicate, like lady-like sipper of drinks. And I have been watching this now for like years of my life, like a, over a year. Of how two years, two years, I've been watching her sip her drinks in the most <laughs> ladylike, just little micro baby sips. I Meanwhile, milk my drinks. I milk my drinks. I don't view it as milking her drinks. However, that being said, I am like slugging down these drinks. Like I am like <laughs> big gulp drinking all of these drinks, these cocktails. I'm not even savoring them. Like I'm just like big sipping, and I have been trying to take hannah baby sips and savor my beverages but that sip just there was a large sip and <laughs> she choked a little necessarily it's stung. It's, stung. <laughs> it's stung on the way down it's so funny because i feel like when you get close with people especially for long periods of time they start to point out things you don't know about yourself and that was something i had no idea of and then when you pointed it out i'm like oh my gosh like i always have drinks like after everybody else like is done and I'm like oh my god like I have such a you guys drink. when I say baby sip like <laughs> there are some times like last night we went to the actual Nobu restaurant here and she got a cocktail that she wasn't sure about and when she was test sipping I I don't even think that any liquid went into her mouth I think that <laughs> did the you get li- any <laughs> the liquid grazed her lip and I was like I I I can't get down to that level of baby That is so sip. funny. That is so funny. Also, another detour. The fucking Nobu restaurant here. Few things. One, 
I just want to acknowledge the fact that like I feel we don't have to do this with my people, my community, but like we feel very blessed to be here. Oh, One, so blessed, the most. Blessed. We've worked our ass off to be here, yeah. and so I do not feel guilty at all spending this money. Little, what's that called? Like a little warning. What do they call those? Little PSA. PSA. Secondly, it is so worth the hype. It's so worth the hype. It's no, worth like, every dollar. It's not overrated whatsoever. Not overrated literally at all. The service here is unmatched. I've never felt more important. Oh my in god. My life. Everyone's so kind. Tiffany, we love you. You get your you get a private like butler basically and you get their private number that you can text yep. them at any point in time so nice it's insane if you guys want to spoil <laughs> yourselves or you have a thing like a 30th birthday something very special to celebrate it is worth the splurge and there are like seven restaurants on it's the amazing. premise one of which is nobu she forced me to try and i say forced yes because it really was yellowtail jalapeno and it is the most delicious thing i've ever put in my mouth you have to do a backstory about the fact that you've been a vegetarian for years okay i was a vegetarian for 16 years i actually went vegetarian because i was dating a guy in high school who was vegetarian and like that just shows like how deep my like unhealthy attachment issues go that i just like morphed into him and like became a vegetarian they used to be by the way yeah used to be you've done so much work yes yes reformed i should use that in the past but 16 years I was a vegetarian and then saw Hannah in San Diego. I was like, I think I want to try the fish. And she was like, you're going to try raw fish. I was like, I'm never eating raw fish. Never. I was like, I'm Lol. never, I'm not interested. I don't want to eat it. Freaks me out. Like I'm never eating raw fish. It's just not something I'm into. When I say she bullied me into it, like bullied. peer pressure, like was absolutely not accepting no for an answer. Best decision, like best thing she could have ever done for me. Like enter raw fish eating sushi <laughs> for the first fucking time at age 29 like what dude, is that dude i would argue that there is a level of like healthy bullying i think that when you know someone and know what they love and you know them on a deep level which we did i was like i need to do it for the greater good this is what's for be- for your best and honestly yeah. there's a good level of healthy like peer pressure in some cases which we have talked about a lot recently, healthy lying. Healthy lying. Oh my God. We're getting on a whole tangent. There is such thing as healthy lying, healthy bullying, healthy lying. Do not judge us. <laughs> yeah. Don't judge us. But I think take our advice as well. Healthy bullying is, I think the biggest we theme. We healthy peer pressure. It's not. It's, yeah. Peer pressure, bullying, whatever. It's what makes you a good friend. I was watching a video the other day. I can't remember what podcast it was, but someone was saying the difference between a good lifelong friend versus like an acquaintance or like someone that's just going to fall out of your life is that they are willing to give you criticism. They're willing to push you past your bounds, push yes. you past your comfort zone. And that was something I felt was necessary. I was 99% sure that you were going to love it. And so I was like, yeah. And then last night i pressured you all day i was like you're doing it I you guys you know. i had never eaten sashimi ever not ever once in my whole life and i'm turning 30 tomorrow like in a matter of hours i had <laughs> never had sashimi or any type of like sushi yeah period it was necessary and then healthy lying is like a whole nother tangent but essentially like you don't need to tell people what they don't need to know. For instance, if you're dating someone and you get hit on at a bar and you are like, no, thank you. I have a boyfriend or whatever. You don't need to go home and tell your significant other that you got hit on at a bar. That's healthy lying. Or lying by omission, whatever. But it's not necessary. You don't need to like go like that full blown radical honesty. It's not going to hurt them not to know because you didn't act on it. And it's not, it's going to hurt them 
to know probably yeah or like another example would be like let's say like all day you were like I'm trying to think of like a friendship example like you did some maybe I was like had something on my face all day like all day (laughs) this is such a dumb example I may have to cut this out I have something on my face all day I realize it you can see I'm panicking like embarrassed maybe you did notice I had it all day (laughs) maybe other people did in this point in time it's already happened just be like oh my god I didn't even notice that's healthy lying totally um but anyway what were we talking about oh nobu it was worth it 110 percent, not overrated um they even had pashminas you guys (laughs) (laughs) this guy has a thick 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 spanish accent we're we're just barely hanging on (laughs) to try to figure out what this man so kind so kind sweet baby angel of a man he asks us if we wanted pashminas for the cold. And Hannah says, oh, yeah, we're here for her 30th birthday. <laughs> and like 15 minutes later, I was like, Hannah, I think that guy was asking. I'm like Googling on my phone. I was like, I think he was asking us if we wanted pashminas. No. OK, I don't know what he was saying, but there's no way that man said pashmina. I, I'm positive. I just feel How like. Do you, think, do you think I pulled that word out from my ass? I didn't even know what that was. Oh, OK. Then maybe he I didn't did. know what a pashmina was. OK, maybe he was. did. Maybe he did. But I've just been like whoring you out all fucking weekend. I'm like, it's her birthday. She's turning 30. Like Free Gustavo. Gustavo by the pool today. I was like, it's her 30th. Like we're here. And he was like, do you guys want drinks? And I was like, I'll take a passion fruit um, mimosa. Granted, literally 20 minutes prior, she was like, I don't think I want anything yet. And then Gustavo, Gustavo looks at Brittany and he goes, do you want one too? And she goes, sure. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Like, yeah, you know what? I'll get one. And then he was like, you know, you guys want a bottle? The bottle? I was like, yeah, the bottle. <laughs> he literally looked at her and I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah but anyway we're having a blast we're having a great time and honestly I can't think of a better way to bring in 30 I'm not a big like party party girl so like me getting like fucked up and like going yeah, to the no. clubs like I'm that's not the way I want to like bring even though we're going to Vegas next weekend oh my god <laughs> I'm literally coughing on the podcast this is the most chaotic episode ever that's not the way I wanted to bring in 30 here being no at Nobu like is just the best way that I could imagine like ringing in a new decade of my life honestly this trip has been so good for me too I didn't even know that I would want to have a birthday trip like again like I'm not someone who wants to go on trips it's a really complicated thing but I feel like the people who get it get it like it's just hard to like take time off or like go on a trip or whatever once be outside I'm there, of your comfort zone be outside of your comfort zone for sure it's just like Sometimes it's easier just to be in your own bed, but I'm so happy. This has been like the best weekend ever. I think that last night, especially being able to like sit down together and like reflect on what we want to do moving forward since both of our birthdays are in February. And I think again, just like rewriting narratives, rewriting scripts, like rewriting things and labels that we've put on ourselves and called ourselves. Cause I think we obviously are not bad at acknowledging our faults. Um, I think we've gotten past the self-awareness again we always say self-awareness is the first step but I think like it does take a leap um, to like move past that and actually put an effort I think last year for me was like vulnerability and like being comfortable with my feelings and being able to look like quote-unquote weak and vulnerable and I think now it's like okay moving forward into my 27th year I want to like make sure that I'm actually putting myself in a position to actually not be as triggered in these uncomfortable situations yeah and just in rewriting narratives I think that 
for me, like I want to rewrite the narrative about turning 30. Like when I tell people I'm turning 30, they gasp in horror. I went home for a, a fucking funeral and every single one of my family members at the dinner that was post-funeral like we left the funeral home and went to the the full family dinner my mom's side of the family is pretty big so there's a lot of aunts and uncles every single one of them pulled me aside and was like oh yeah like what about dating like 30 like don't you want to have kids like don't you want to get married like what and they probably mean well they meant well it wasn't meant to be insulting insulting but it was really fucking triggering for me like of you know of course at 30, if you asked me 10 years ago and at any point in my early 20s where I thought I would be at 30, I would tell you like engaged, totally full blown or married, like about to have a kid, which like, is crazy, which is so crazy. And when people are like, Ooh, how do you feel about turning 30? I'm like, I feel fucking amazing about turning 30. I feel fantastic. I feel like these are yeah. going to be the best years of my life. Like, I think this is when I'm going to like find my person when I'm going to have children and make a family of my own. Like really when I like start real life. Cause I'm sorry. Like you guys, I lived a million different lives in my twenties. That was like not real life. Like the shit that I was doing in my twenties is not real life. I messed up a lot in my twenties. And so entering into my thirties, I feel amazing about the healing work I've done, like how settled I am and who I am. And now I'm ready to take the person I've built myself into and like carry that into like real life. This is something we talk about a lot. And I think it's like, you can long for something without being lonely. You Mm. can yearn for something without being like depressed about not having it. Yeah. It's a good balance. And I think this is really relatable because I feel like a lot of us, we always want to get to the next step, right? Whether it's career relationships, anything, honestly, anything. I think we are just human and we're never going to be content. I think that's just the reality. We're selfish beings. And I think there's a way to like continue to strive, continue to make goals for yourself. I think there's a way to long for something more. I think there's a way to, you know, acknowledge sadness without letting it dictate your life and your mood and the way you enter a new era. Yeah. Without like sitting in it, like I'm not going to sit here and say that I like, of course I want to find my person. Like, of course I want to get married. Of course I want to have kids, but that'll all happen. And I have complete faith in this exactly when the time is right. And in hindsight, like looking back at all the healing I've done, even over the last year of my life, and you've been witness to this, like, I truly don't think that I was ready. Like, I think I would have brought a lot of unhealed stuff into a relationship. I don't think that I was really ready before 30. I think it's all about healing. And I think that, again, speaking to our theme tonight of like rewriting the narrative, like there's always a way to spin things. And I think that a part of the healing journey, a part of growing up, a part of wanting to just live at your fullest is not only taking chances, not only putting yourself out of your comfort zone, but changing the narrative on things, flipping the switch. Like instead of like waking up and being like, I wish I woke up next to someone. I wish I had this different job. I wish I had this pay. I wish I had this opportunity. I think it's like, of course I want all those things, but like, look at my life now, look at where I'm at. What can I do? What's in my control? And I think that energy shift and that mindset shift is what dictates not only what's coming for you and what's going to happen, but like it makes you a happier person and life is too short to like walk through life, letting your loneliness or your unsatisfaction with where you are in like any pillar of your life dictate your mood each day. Yeah. And don't let people speak things over you. I mean, that's something that I have learned as I've like turning 30 or 
since I'm like one of the only people in my friend group who's like really my age back in New York, everyone is dating someone very seriously engaged, getting married or married. And I think a lot of people will try to speak over you a timeline or where they think that most people your age should be or whatever else. Like, fuck that. Like literally throw all that out of the window your timeline is individual to you. Don't let people speak things over you and be like, mm, you, you seem a little depressed or like, Ooh, I bet you're lonely. Like don't let people speak things over you like that. Like you can take control of your own life and your own narrative. You're not on anyone else's timeline. You're on totally. your own. I think like, I'm totally going to like juxtapose, juxtapose myself or contradict myself. But I think that like life's too short to like let the things missing dictate your mood, but life is too long to settle. Don't let anybody speak anything over you because everybody's on their own timeline. And I think like the problem comes when we get insecure about either the things we're speaking over ourselves or the things that others are speaking over us and they can allow us to like settle, settle and like self-sabotage ourselves into situations that we are not right for that aren't right for us. Do your own thing, like follow your own intuition. Don't let your inner insecurities or other people's opinions affect the timeline that is already divinely planned out for you. Yeah, for sure. And there's that meme that goes around. That's like Oprah didn't write her first book until she was like 50, blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, don't look at the timeline or whatever else that society put out and tell yourself that you should be anywhere else than where you are right now. If you were supposed to be anywhere else than where you were right now, you would be there and that's it. Yeah, as long as you're happy with what you're doing and the effort you're putting in that is obviously in your control. You know, it would be easy for me right now to be like, oh my God, like I'm 30, like, and I want to like do all this. Like, let me go on the dating apps and just like find someone. And if you check all the boxes, like I can just pick you. And this is something like I'm really as of late been like going through like I can just go and find someone who checks all the boxes and I'm totally missing the spark I am totally missing the chemistry and just like settle for them because they check boxes on paper or you can just like go for a job that you know you'll be miserable in that just like fits the salary you want and then you're showing up five out of seven days of your week vast majority of your time and you're absolutely miserable like don't settle for things just because you think that that's where you should be yeah like it's worth it to like wait for the right job opportunity wait for the right opportunity to like move or like wait for the right person it's worth worth the wait and you can take control of that narrative and tell yourself that versus letting society or like normal timelines that are set out by like movies or just made up shit no yeah amen to that i'm gonna drink the rest of my wine to that do we pour more i think we pour more i think we pour more yes intermission I don't know if you can hear that, but I put the microphone to it. (laughs) Okay, intermission from Deep Talk. What else do we think about Nobu? We had agreed on a time we were going to leave the pool. And, like, I could tell that you could see I was, like, in the zone. I don't know if it was, like, the mushroom chocolate or I just experienced true relaxation for the first time in my life. I'm I'm going (laughs) to interject and say it was likely both. But seriously, like, I think you were for potentially one of the first times, like, consciously experiencing true relaxation. (laughs) Cheers to that. Cheers. I like had this moment where I was like, oh my God, I think it took me like what, almost 30 something hours, but I actually feel okay. 30 something hours, decent amount of champagne and some chocolate mushrooms, but we got <laughs> you there. We got you there into a full relaxed state and I'm happy for you and I'm proud of you because I know how much pressure you put on yourself and I think that it's not obviously not totally visible to everyone who's not like super close to you, but you put so much pressure on yourself that you... And I keep reaffirming to you, like, we don't live to work. We work 
to live. And I think that if you are constantly hustling, especially when you're in your like young, like fun times, you have to allow yourself to like really live and not just work, 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 work. Career is important. Ambition is important. But you also have to allow yourself to relax and take a second to like look around and enjoy the fruits of your labor. Totally. I think it's such a hard balance. I think that the thing I've learned over the last couple of years is that like I can't work at the level I'm working at if I don't figure out how to do this. Mm -hmm. And so again, speaking to like rewriting the narratives and practicing things that make us uncomfortable. Like it's one of those things where I've just had to sit over the last few days and be like, I'm uncomfortable, but this is ridiculous. Like I should not be uncomfortable. And this is like a past trigger. This is not my story. It doesn't need to be who I am. And like, I'm not going to be like this anymore. And I need to like force myself to do things like this. I'm obviously not going to like go to Nobu Cabo like five times a year. But I think like when I take a vacation, allow myself to be on vacation mentally too, because like I can like not work, but I don't need to be anxious at Nobu Cabo. It's beautiful. You guys, something weird is fucking happening to me. (laughs) I swear to God, like as you were talking about this, I was like, yeah. And like, you don't want to pass that belief on to your children that like they're not like. Oh my God, I (laughs) cannot with this. Brittany, I cannot. You guys, I swear to God, like Uh, I was 28 and most of 29. And I was like, I don't think I want kids. Like this is a weird world. I don't think I want to do it. Whatever. I'm like vastly approaching 30 all of a sudden I'm like crying watching like men teach their babies to surf like literally sobbing my sister sent me a reel of like a California surfer dad like teaching his two-year-old to surf and I was bawling my eyes out like all of a sudden like I won't stop talking about it children I want kids to the point where like my anxiety is like manifesting and like me thinking I'm pregnant when there is you guys there's (laughs) absolutely like there's no I way. would know by now I would know by now we'll just say that dude she literally I can't you literally were like yeah we don't even need to expand the reality is that like you were having anxiety about ridiculous things but your your mind has been in having children I, it's so strange like I swear to god there's something biological that's happening like my ovaries are controlling my life I I it's so strange no okay there's something obviously very true to that because I'm okay so I'm turning 27 at the end of the month late 20s late 20s and um I don't really know how I feel about the whole kids thing it's like a yes and no depending on the mood I'm in but there's something biological that happens because even like a guy that's like a two will walk by and he has a child in hand and he like immediately goes to like a six and like biologically you can like feel it and you're like that's beautiful and then I'm like what is happening to me you guys they don't listen to this so I can say this but my surf coach's older brother like I I literally (laughs) my surf coach's older brother I we flirt with each other openly like it's just a thing he showed up at the beach I was like reading a book and he had a two-year-old girl in in his arms not his but two-year-old girl in his arms his his niece and I literally was like dying sweating like when do you want to hang out like so like you're literally turning 30 in like a couple hours and Mm -hmm. like clockwork you literally started thinking about children like you okay you guys she woke up this morning woke up in the hotel it's pitch black in here I am so relaxed like comfiest bed here at Nobu Kaba also like not an ad like all this hype of Nobu like you can sponsor us Nobu but this is not an ad it's just amazing the pillows so fluffy the silk so nice 
going on about this. But I'm just so relaxed, right? Well, not really, because I woke up at like 6 a.m. and didn't know where I was for a second. And then my heart rate spiked and my aura ring was like, what's going on? But I was fine. I was relaxed. All of a sudden, Brittany gets up and she's like, I had a dream that I was taking care of children last night. You guys, like I keep having... I can't even say this. There's no chance of him hearing this, but like I keep having recurring dreams of me like needing to take care of his child. It's just that it speaks to this thing that switches. Yeah. Something is going. Something strange. Something. Oh my God. It sounds like the Pomeranians. You guys. (laughs) It probably is. It probably is. (laughs) This is so like white Lotus coded. Okay. Nobu Cabo is white Lotus coded. They're. I don't even know. They can probably hear these Pomeranians screaming outside. Really interesting crowd at Nobu Cabo. Mm. Like a lot of CEOs, business, of course. Very like, like tech Silicon Valley. Totally. But like there's some random like type of people as well. Some that have like no boundary with showing public display of affection. Oh my God. They fucked in the cabana. Yeah. I'm yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to. Yeah. We're just going to move past that. But like there was this girl and guy and they had pomeranians everyone's just a character we're on white lotus we are what time is it we have dinner reservations i don't even know oh my god we're We're great on time time. but anyway so yeah sweating so much my sticky boobs falling off (laughs) (laughs) uh being a girl oh my god being a girl vacation is so hard when it comes to being a girl especially when you want to shoot content it's so fucking hard i forgot about seven thousand things it's fine i forgot my charger (laughs) as an influencer i forgot my charger i forgot a brush you guys i forgot my toothbrush (laughs) but luckily again not an ad nobu gabo provides toothbrushes and toothpaste in their hotel room to end the episode i'd like to ask you turning 30 we've talked a lot about what you've learned what would you say was like the biggest takeaway from your 20s and then what would you say to someone listening who's like freaked out about turning 30 because I think everyone keeps asking you like you said like how does it feel to turn 30 all of this stuff and obviously it is kind of scary I think as a woman like let's not like sugarcoat it like it is scary to turn 30 and like not know what the next decade holds but I think that's life like with anything, with any big change, it's scary. So what would you say? What's the biggest thing you learned? And what would you say to someone who's fearful of like moving to a next chapter? I'm going to go backwards first. I think to say something to anyone who's like scared of turning 30, I would say to really like honestly look at your 20s. Like honestly look at it. Like your 20s are meant for messing up, for making mistakes, for really solidifying like who you are. And the type of person that you want to be, I think your 30s are when you know who you are, you're set in it, you've done the healing work, and you're ready to, like, carry on in the solidified person that you are. Like, if you're scared to turn 30, really take an honest look at your 20s. Like, I had a great time in my 20s, but, like, man, was that scary. Like, looking back, I'm like, yikes. I love that you said that because I think that there is, like... Obviously, no matter if you're turning 30, you're moving to like a a new chapter of your life, whether that's a job or relationship or you're moving, like there is a fear, but I think that the self-awareness is key. Like, why are you scared? Like, what is it? Like, what is that deep insecurity? And do you have control to like make moves to change it? Are you pursuing the healing that's going to allow you to grow? I think something I've learned over the last couple of years is that like a lot of people aren't pursuing healing. Look back on these, like whatever is you're moving from and see like 
what can I change? Why am I scared? Whatever it is. Yeah. If you're scared, I would say to just look back on your twenties, be really honest about how far you've come over that last decade of your life and take an audit and decide where you can go from here. Like being more sure of who you are. Totally. Cause I think like what we've realized recently with a bunch of different situations is like a lot of people aren't doing the work. Mm-hmm. And I think like a lot of that. And again, I talked about it on that episode I ended last year with is like a lot of that is like fear self prophesizing. Like you're scared and insecure or whatever about turning 30 or a new job or getting into a relationship, but like you're the one that's keeping yourself there. So like, what can you do to not feel insecure, triggered, upset, scared? And I think that will move that fear out. For sure. And this is like goes back to the whole thing we were talking about, about owning your narrative and just like taking control of it. People ask me like, ooh, you know, like how do you feel about turning 30? I say, I am so excited. I could not be more ecstatic to, for my, to be entering my 30s. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be the best decade of my entire life. And I'm so excited to enter into it. And that's the energy I'm entering into the, your 30s. So if you're nervous about it and you're scared about it, I say take control of the narrative, flip the script and realize that at 29, you know, like you've lived a very small fraction of your life and the best is yet to come. Totally. hundred percent. This is great. I love vacationing with you. Oh my God. I'm so happy. Talk about rewriting the narrative. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I've had so many bad vacations. This was a great vacation. I'm like so, so happy. I'm this really is- happy for you too, because you deserve to relax. And like, I'm happy that you got like, this gave you the opportunity to experience like what everyone else does on vacation. Well, yeah. And I think this is speaking to like, to like the people you're like pursuing connections with, whether it's friendships, whether it's like business, whether it's romantic relationships, like you need to feel safe in those connections. If people don't make you feel safe and they don't like create an environment to understand you and like push you and sit with you and like hear you and listen, like it's not worth it. And I think that I've just been through my fair share of the opposite. And I think being here on vacation, this is now our second vacation together. The first is Palm Springs, but we kind of worked during that vacation. And this major vacation has showed me that like, if you're with people who care about you and your needs and like want to make you feel safe, getting out of your comfort zone is not as scary as it seems. For sure. This is so romantic. Too bad we can't just end up with each other. I know, you know, like honestly, worst case scenario, I'll like have like adopt a child and we'll live on a compound. Yeah. Or at Nobu Cabo. We will at the residence. We will do the 70 minute residences tour. I hate that they do that in the beginning. They do it at every hotel. I will say though, again, not an ad, but their perks for sitting through that 70 minute presentation pretty fucking good. I know they were like we'll give you a spa treatment they were dangling it in front of us and we were just like eh. no like I mean we're recording a podcast like kind of drunk like imagine if they were like dang dangling a residence in front of us what we would do yeah don't tell me with a good time yeah so scary all right you guys I'm going to dinner drunk yeah we're heading to dinner we're going to what's the <laughs> restaurant we're going to Nami. Nami. No. no. <laughs> you were it. so confident. <laughs> it starts with an M. Oh, hold on. I have my printed itinerary. So we went to Nobu last night and then we're trying the other restaurant. There's seven restaurants. Again, not a Nobu ad. We're just excited. Okay. It's called Muna. <laughs> Okay, I thought it was Nami. It's Muna. It's the same shit. Muna. So we're going to Muna. Um, we just shot some content. We're heading over there. 
thank you for coming on again i love having these episodes oh my god of course we feel blessed to be here yeah (laughs) (laughs) so grateful 1-800 grateful 1-800 grateful love it well thank you guys for listening please I'm like, leave a review for the podcast. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Leave a review for the podcast. Follow along. Follow Brittany. Follow me. We post each other all the time. Keep up with us in San Diego. See if Brittany finds her man this year. I am. She will. Spoiler alert. I mean, hopefully she doesn't get the c- the kid this year. I don't think that's... I mean, um, you'll just keep that's dreaming. That's like three to five years. That's your, your three to five plan. Yeah. So you're just going to be dreaming for the next three to five years. I'll be like drooling over men with babies. Okay, yes. But we're heading out. What's what is Spanish? Okay, you guys, I, I, I have to end it with this. I know no Spanish. It is actually pathetic for my last name being Wante and having Spanish heritage. I know nothing. And, and I'm like pretty Asian looking and I'm like basically fluent in Spanish. Yeah, Brittany's <laughs> great with Spanish. And so I was going to say, how do you say goodnight in Buenas noches. Buenas noches, everybody. We are heading to dinner. Adios. Bye. Bye, guys. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and I hope you leave here feeling motivated and inspired. Do not forget to rate and review the pod on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and don't forget to follow How I See It Pod so you can keep up with podcast updates and see who's coming on next. And if you're not already, come join the fam and follow at How Hand Sees It. Thank you, guys.